I'm Carmen. Oh, Lord. And I'm Joanna. A sick Joanna. Yes. No, just a losing my voice, Joanna. A Phoebe Buffet Joanna. Yes. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. sick joanna a laryngitis joanna yes how how are you really i'm fine it's just i've been talking a lot more the last couple days and um yeah with work and everything yeah that'll do it to you okay well do you think you can handle telling me a florida man story i can handle it i just hope the listeners will stick around stick around forgive us it's phoebe buffet (laughs) she's got a sexy voice and she's got like wavy hair today so it's sexy voice yes All right. I got this. Guys, stick with us. We got this. And by next episode, she'll be good to go. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So I'm going to read the headline after. Yes. Okay. This story was um, sent to me by somebody we both know. Do you want to tell me who? I will tell you after. Like how you do to me. Oh. Is it it Amy? No. Okay. Wow. And it was funny because when this person sent it to me, I was like, oh my gosh, I just heard this on the same radio station. Really? Okay. Yes. Because this radio station, they always do like things like this, uh-huh. and ninety five percent of them are from Florida. Yeah. Well, hello. Hello. Okay. All right. So the woman said she threw the steak because she grew tired of his behavior and their <laughs> arguing. A Florida woman was arrested Sunday after allegedly, allegedly, allegedly hurling a piece of meat at her boyfriend of twenty years during a fight. Okay, she threw a steak at him. That's expensive. Yeah. Um, Rochelle Wright, 42, is facing a charge of domestic assault, according to a criminal complaint mm-hmm. obtained by Fox News Digital. Hmm. Police said Wright and the male victim. Oh. Could you imagine? Like, you're being a victim of meat abuse. Of steak abuse. Yeah. With yeah. whom she had been in a relationship for 20 years. Wow, that's a long time. But wait, they also share a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. They got into an argument and were, of course, intoxicated. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Inside All right. their Tarpon Springs, Florida home. Oh, hey, Tarpon Springs. Hey, what up? On a Sunday. Mm. Wright became angry and threw a piece of uncooked steak at the man while he was sitting in a chair. How, how pissed do you have to be to be like, you motherfucker, yeah. and you just wail that at them? Yep. <laughs> but it says the steak missed and hit the armrest. Of the chair and the wall Ew. directly behind him. Oh. I hope she sanitized that wall. But it didn't even hit him. So how is that considered domestic? Did she get arrested? The cops were called? It said that she was... Now I lost it. That's... Yeah, there is a, there's a, she was arrested. She, wow. Facing a charge of domestic um, assault. but domestic, ass- domestic, domestic assault with a New York strip. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it wasn't a New York strip. Those are expensive. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Well, the article title is Florida Woman Arrested for Hurling Uncooked Steak at Boyfriend of 20 Years. Why do they put the fact fact that it's an uncooked steak and then what that it's boyfriend of 20 years? 20 years. It's just, okay. And they share a child. So I feel like these Florida man stories are life lessons. Yeah. So here's your life lesson. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Bring. I'm doing the music wrong. We did two totally, totally, totally wrong. <laughs> Oh, God. The more you know. Don't throw steak at people. Raw steak. But she missed and it hit the wall. Okay, okay. I'm going to rephrase. If you throw a steak at someone, don't miss. That's like... Yeah, at least get the charge you're deserving. Yeah, you're right. That's like that saying, like, if you shoot me, you better not miss. Yeah. Because, uh-huh, I'm going to get you. Wait, that's really morbid. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. Welcome. Welcome to Florida Man Crazy People Stories. Anyway, we're going to get started. Are you ready for um, my story? I'm ready. Yay. Yay. Um, what's your stance on... Wait, I need to tell what we do. Oh, I'm oh yes. Um, Live, Laugh, Murder podcast. Brief synopsis for our new listeners. And if this is your first time, I, Carmen, tell Joanna a story. And Joanna has to decide whether the story I say is true crime yep. or the plot of a movie. Of a movie. And it's never... Oh. And it's never what? Never a movie. Oh, well, when I want it to be a movie, it's I like never that you're a movie. Like hiding it. No, you're, I know. <sighs> you like, feel like it's never I a movie. I want them all to be movies so I can watch them. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, even if it's like a documentary, I have a hard time with that word. Documentary? Documentary. I can't say it. Documentary. I'm not going to try again. Got it. Um, I don't even think I'd sit and watch it. Because I know it's real. I'd be like, Ugh. Oh, if it's a true story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to jump into it. Okay. Joanna? Yes. What's your stance on hauntings and haunted places? <laughs> I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. I mean, I think it's real. Go for it. I do. Tell me more. Well, I mean... Spirits, people die, unresolved mm-hmm. issues, and spirits just hang around. Yeah. Well, before I begin my story today, I want to give you a little history. Okay. I'm going to share with you an extremely brief rundown of two different notoriously haunted places and true accounts people have claimed to have experienced here in the United States. Okay. Okay. This is my attempt to offer some background knowledge for you and set the scene a little. Okay. Warm you up, if you will. Ready. From my research and from listening to so many podcasts in the past and documentaries, it seems like any haunted location is that way because of serious murder, suicide, torture, sickness, basically death Mm -hmm. happened at that location in the past. Like kind of what you just said. Yeah. Well... So much so that for whatever reason, the dead seem to linger in these locations. No haunted house was a recently constructed four-bedroom, two-bath with granite countertops built in 2018. You're describing your house. (laughs) (laughs) Except my house wasn't built in 2018. (laughs) No haunted houses nowadays. It's all from torturous past. Yeah. Except for your townhouse that you used to live in that you told us about. Gretty. Gretty. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about places that are severely, notoriously long history of hauntings. Okay. 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 So here we go. And again, this isn't part of my story. This is just an introduction, if you will. Some haunted places you may or may not have heard of. Number one, let's start with probably the most famous, Amityville. As in- Horror house? The horror? The horror house. (laughs) The horror house, not the whore house. Amityville is in the Amityville Horror the movies. Is that real? But it's a real location. Okay. okay. This was made into countless movies and spinoffs. There's even like a porno with like oh. Amityville. Like, okay. The Horror House. The, I wonder if that one is called The Horror House. But originally it came from a very real place in time. So I'm going to tell you the rundown of the true accounts of Amityville. Okay. okay. November 13th, 1974. Where were you? <laughs> Just sipping wine outside of my outside my backyard. Sipping wine in the womb. You weren't even in the womb yet. 1974, Amityville, Long Island. A man named Ronald DeFeo Jr. brutally shot and killed six members of his family. His parents, his sisters, Dawn and Allison, who were 18 and 13. Mm. And his brothers, Joa and Matthew. Sorry, his brothers, Joa Matthew, who was nine, and Mark, who was 12. They were all found shot in the face I'm sorry. They were all found shot face down and lying in their beds. And what's weird about this is that the other family members didn't like run out of the house when they heard the shootings go off. Uh You know, if you're all sleeping, it's the middle of the night. Gunshot, boom, gunshot, boom. The other family members were, everyone was found in their beds. Shot. Maybe he drugged them. Maybe he drugged them. It's speculated, too, that maybe he moved the bodies after. Mm. There's all kinds of speculation. So I just think it's crazy to mention that. But afterwards, after the massacre, Ronald went to a local bar and yelled for help, saying his family had been shot and murdered. He failed to say that he was the one that did it. He played innocent. At first, he lied, saying the killer was a mob hitman. Mm -hmm. The next day, though, he confessed, and during his trial... Ronald DeFeo Jr. stated that his reasoning for killing his family was due to hearing demonic voices telling him and pushing him to kill. So that's just part one of the Amityville story. That's the background. That's the horrific killing, the horrific murders that I just mentioned that every haunted house seems to have. A horrific... Always starts with a murder. Something terrible. So here's the rest. A year later, the house went up for sale. A year later... We were just talking about if we would buy houses. Would you, could you, would you buy a house where a massacre occurred? Knowing it? No. No. Well, they have to disclose it. You're going to know. I I think it's if it's within a certain amount of years, the realtor has to tell you. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, how this was in the seven? Yeah, this was in the seventies. No, nineteen seventies. Oh, nineteen seventy. So yeah, in seventy five, the house was sold, and if it was for a good deal, no, gorgeous house, no. in Long Island, on near like water. I mean, it gets harder and harder to say no, but no, it's still mm-hmm. a no for me. So a year later, the house went up to, for sale, December seventy five, and it was sold to George and Kathleen Lutz. Hmm. Along with Kathleen's three children from a prior marriage, Daniel 9, Christopher 7, and Melissa 5. From the day they moved in, start to finish, they fled the house 28 days later. Mm. Fled. Like, fleeing the house. You get it. I get it. Everything, they left everything behind. They were out. They swore the house was haunted and that there was a demonic possession there. They said they experienced the following. So I'm going to kind of just bullet point what they claimed. So George claimed that he would wake up at 3.15 every night, which was the time Ronald DeFeo killed his family. Okay. They claimed a green slimy substance would ooze out of the walls. Mm -hmm. Doors would open and close on their own. They claimed they saw each other levitating above their beds. They heard sounds of phantom music like a marching band. They saw a demonic pig. And I read that George claimed to see his wife's face age right in front of him at one point. Why the pig? Why the pig? Maybe they watched too many horror movies. All of this they claimed. And I know that there's more to everyone who knows way more about Amityville than me. As I said, brief rundown. So in 76, famous ghost hunters Lorraine and Ed Warren, who actually the Conjuring movies are based off of. Okay. They were real people. They went to investigate the house. And there's a reason I'm bringing up ghost hunters, what we can refer to as paranormal investigators. Mm -hmm. I believe they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. Eventually, a book was written about the Lutz family's experience. And then later, all the uh, one big movie came out major after the book. And that brought them a lot of money. And in the future, many, many more movies were made about Amityville. I just watched the one with Ryan Reynolds from like 2008, I think. So it's... In the daytime, I can watch anything. So... After the book, their story, The Lutz Family, was called a hoax. People in the media, they're they lying. It's a hoax. Just the things that they claim didn't add up. Like, they claim that they saw cloven hoof prints in the snow while they lived there, but it was found that it hadn't snowed the whole time they were there. Okay. Right? Like, stuff like that. It is thought that they made up the story to get famous and make money. Sure. But how could they have known that they would get a book deal out of it? Yeah, especially back then. Like, right. people weren't like, like that. It's not like I'm posting on TikTok about my haunted house in 1974. (laughs) So, but the couple swear like forever that it was all true. Even after passing polygraph tests, they both passed polygraph tests. About 10 years ago, Daniel, who was nine at the time, did a documentary. He says that many supernatural things did in fact happen while while they stayed there. But again, he was nine years old. He also came out to say, though, that his stepdad, George, was a dick and abused him. So is Daniel remembering an actual demonic presence or was he traumatized by an abusive parent Mm. and sees that as his monster? That's my kind of thought on it. Uh, And here's the catch. Others who have lived in the house since, no one has ever claimed anything since the Lutz. That is interesting. Isn't it interesting? But maybe because they were like the first family. Since, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Ed and Lorraine went in there and did a... Did a little seance. They did something and they got rid of it and now whatever. Little sage. Well, okay, so that's haunted house number one. I'm going to take haunted house number two. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Your voice got really deep there for a second. Okay. Do you want to be my boyfriend? (laughs) Sorry, Brett. (laughs) Could be just for tonight. Will you marry me? Just for tonight. (laughs) Brett is out of town. (laughs) Okay, the second one I'm going to share with you is a brief rundown of a place called the Lemp Mansion. Lemp. L-E-M-P. Yeah, yes. These two I'm telling you, 100% backstory, background knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm building your... Your schema. <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> okay, St. Louis, Missouri, Lemp Mansion. It is noted as one of the most haunted places in America. Mm. Okay, but as I was doing research, I feel like a lot of places claim that they're the most haunted most, places. Whatever. Like, like in the, an Elf, they had like this is the world's best cup of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah an everybody. Elf. Yeah. Oh, have you started decorating for Halloween yet? I, I thought you were going to say Christmas. Yes. <laughs> okay. Christmas, Halloween, yes. Christmas, no, not yet. I make myself wait till September 1st. For what? 
to start decorating for fall. Then I do November 1st for Christmas. Oh, good Lord. You know, I am, my birthday September 21st, and I, September 22nd is the first day of fall. So my birthday is the jump off to the oh. holiday season. There you go. So here we go. Okay. Lemp Mansion. This place is huge. It was built in the 1860s. Mm, so we're going old. back. And has 33 rooms. Okay, necessary. The houses we were looking up today had like three. <sighs> three. <laughs> In 1876, so a little bit later, William Lemp, who owned a successful brewery at the time, mm. bought the house from his father-in-law and renovated it, making it even more impressive than it originally was. Back in the 1800s? Yes, in the 1800s. Well, he like, bought it in 70, 1876. I'd like to know what impressive back then was. Well, it's everything was handcrafted Mm -hmm. and beautiful Mm. and is still probably in perfect condition. So as I said, both of these haunted places have a tragic history. Mm. All haunted places do. There is no haunting without gruesome tragedy. And it makes sense. Like visualizing many horrific deaths in one place, like would or could, based on what you believe, cause some type of reaction in energy or spirits. and, Mm -hmm. And we've talked about how I, let me speak for myself. I am not certain of anything unless I see it or experience it. And that goes for this, too. I'm not saying no, but I also have never personally experienced it. So, you know, let's continue. The Lemp Mansion. Here's the background of this haunted place. William's youngest son of four sons named Frederick, who was 28 at the time, had died of heart failure in 1901. And this begins all of all of the shit, to my knowledge. William, the dad, couldn't reconcile with the loss of his child. So William Sr. in 1904 ended up shooting himself and killing himself in the house with a gun. Jakes. After this, William Jr., the oldest of the sons, took over the family business and home with his wife. It was rumored, and this is really sad, so here's the next tragedy, that William Jr., who's now owning the home, running the brewery, had an illegitimate child from an affair, and to keep the secret of this child, he had the child raised and locked in the attic of the home (gasps) for the entirety of his life. It's terrible. This child reported, reportedly lived with Down syndrome, mm. and it's just devastating. He was called Monkey Boy and later passed away at the age, reportedly, of 30 years old. 30 years in, his, in, the, in the attic. In the attic, 30 years. What and about the mom? I don't know. I mean, and she could have been anyone in town, and I don't know. What, what happened to her? It's a terrible, tragic, disgusting rumor but so many came out later saying that, like, the workers, the house workers, I don't know what to call them. This was true. This happened. So that's tragedy number two, number three. So here we go. We're going to keep going with the tragedies that happened in the Lemp house. A okay. few years after William Sr. died, William Jr.'s mother, Mrs. Lemp, died in the home from cancer in 1906. And again later in 1920, Elsa Lemp, William's sister, shot herself just like her dad had years Jeez. prior. Do you think that that's enough tragedy to make a house haunted? I would say yes. After all this, plus trouble with the brewery and finan- financial issues, in 1922, William Lemp Jr., who supposedly had the illegitimate child, shot and killed himself in the same room his father had died in. We are not done. One more. Mm. Even later, in 1949, Charles Lemp, one of the other sons who had moved into the home, shot and killed his dog in the basement of the home, and then killed himself in his bedroom. (sighs) So we've got all the children. Well, there is another brother who moved away and left the whole family. Thank God. The dog, the mother, the father, the possible child who was raised in the fucking attic, which is disgusting. Mm -hmm. The house was then sold and turned into a boarding house where the building eventually went into somewhat of a disrepair. This is where the hauntings began. Later, it was fixed up and renovated. Either way, the hauntings never stopped. This is what's been reported. Knocks on walls with no one behind them. Phantom footsteps heard through the house with no one there. Mm -hmm. Apparitions. Belongings vanishing. A feeling, and this is the worst one to me, the feeling of being watched. Oh, I just got the... Like you feel like someone's there and you turn and there's nobody there. Oh, 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 I got the chills. Um, Voices and sounds that come from nowhere. Drinking glasses lifting from the bar. Lights going on and off, sounds of someone running up the stairs with nobody there, and the piano was reported to play when no one is near it. The hauntings were so much so that during a 1975 renovation, people who worked there just quit and never came back. Sure. They're like, fuck this, I'm out. Boom. Nowadays, the mansion 
which I think it'd be cool if we went there. <laughs> it's a bed and breakfast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. You can get a tour. We don't have to sleep there. Um, it's a restaurant, bed and breakfast, and host events for those who like a little haunt. A little haunt. A, a little. little haunt. And again, many ghost hunters have gone there and done investigations. I say this because this will play a huge role in today's story if I ever get to it. If you ever get <laughs> One more thing before I get to the story. I'm sorry. sorry. One more thing. Because I really need to set the stage. I mentioned earlier about a husband and wife team who were featured in The mm-hmm. Conjuring, Annabelle, The Nun. All of that is a universe, like a series, mm-hmm. like the Marvel Universe. Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were actual people. And I want to give you brief, brief, brief rundown with some information about them. They are famous paranormal investigators ghost hunters ed was a self-taught demonologist self-taught self-taught is there a school i can't imagine there being a school i know so he's got to teach himself lorraine professed to be and i like that i love the word self-taught and professed to be she professed to be clairvoyant as well as a medium do you know the difference between the two i had to look it up medium is like don't they talk to the dead for people they can communicate with the dead what's the other one a clairvoyant i looked it up is like when they can touch you or touch a object and have visions of something. That's weird. Right? You've seen that in movies where it's like, I can I touch you and I see a vision. Yeah. You know? Okay, so she could communicate with the dead and gain information from objects, people, locations, visions. Okay. Okay. In 1952, Ed and Lorraine founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, which is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. They claim to have investigated over 10,000 cases. And I thought this was fascinating. They apparently use a variety of professionals in their investigations, like doctors, police officers, college students, nurses, clergy members, a lot of clergy members, mm-hmm. and more. That's not everything. Okay. So they were like a true team. They took it very seriously. And how much you get paid for that? I wonder how much you get paid for that. And that's a point in our story that I'll oh. ever get to, mm. if I ever get to it. Um, there's always skeptics who believe the Warrens were lying about everything and that it was all fabricated. Their reputation is that they were sweet people, but again, skeptics say it was basically a dog and pony show. I can't reiterate enough though, until I see it for myself, I can't say here or there. You know? Let's book a trip to Missouri. (laughs) Who's coming? Who's coming? Who do we know in Missouri? Um, How about that? We'll stay with you. hmm. Just two of us. Just, yeah. Yeah. I just want like something really sweet like Airbnb that you see on the commercials with like lots of blankets and flannel and fireplaces. I've been to St. Louis before. Really? I stayed at this really nice hotel that right outside the arches. But oh. I digress. Can you take me there? And then we could go to the Lent Mansion? Sure. Okay. One day? Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I can't do tomorrow. Okay. So that's just the background. I think we're ready for the actual story. <laughs> oh my gosh. 40 <laughs> minutes later. True crime or movie plot. You decide. Well... You don't decide. You try and figure it out before I reveal it, honestly. I'm going to tell Joanna's story, and she will try and see which it is. Can I stump Joanna? Can I stump you, our lovely listener? Probably not. Let's find out. Let's find out. Give yourself some credit. I don't. We're going to start off with a pair of siblings, Jackson and Angela. Oh, very common names. They (laughs) They are currently, well, at the time of our story, living in Glasgow, Scotland in the year 1986. Okay. 19... 86. Place your brain there, 1986. And if you really want to relate it back to what I said before, this would be after Amityville, because that was in the 70s, and that was already famous by now. Yes. Okay. Their mother has recently passed due to what seems to be a suicide after having clawed her own eyeballs out of her head. Okay. I know that that's quite an intro. Their mother had suffered from many demons. She was known as someone who pushed everyone away and drove her grandmother, I'm sorry, her mother mad. Before her untimely death, she also claimed to hear voices in her head and was in therapy at one point for this, even going to like a psychiatric hospital for a time. She would talk to people that didn't exist, according to her parents. So here we are, Angela and Jackson, brother and sister, are working as paranormal investigators. They are a team, okay? And that's why I wanted to give you all that background. Their job is to go into homes with their t- with the rest of their team. There's mm-hmm. not just them two, who I'll talk about in a second. They set up equipment such as a TV in the sitting room for the homeowner to watch, the homeowner being whoever wants the ghost gone, mm-hmm. okay? Um, a cameraman walking through the house with a live feed. 
so that whoever's in the living room can see. see. Jackson will sit with the homeowner to watch the TV stream and comfort them and guide them, all while Angela, his sister, walks through the house, urging the spirits to move on and leave the house. Mm -hmm. Because Angela has the ability to verbally and auditorily communicate with the dead. Interesting. The spirits that have been haunting whichever family they are that they're at need help to be pushed on to go. So it's a four-person job, like I said. Jackson is in charge and usually sits with Beth along with the family. Mm -hmm. Beth is a part of the team as well in the living room. And Elliot is the name of the cameraman who travels through the house along with Angela recording her as she goes through so the family can watch. The catch, though, and remember, this is in the 1980s. So by now, we know the whole truth at this point in 2022. The catch is that it's all a scam. Is it? This is all a scam. Jackson and Angela, along with Beth and Elliot, are scamming people for oh, money. Oh, they're scam. Okay. They are scammers. They pretend to get ghosts out of your home for money. Ew. Mm-hmm. They use voice recorders. They use Walkmans. They use tape, previously taped recordings to create sounds and call and add to that like yeah, image yeah. so that the family sitting at the TV with Jackson and Beth are seeing and hearing and hearing like these voices. Like, oh, that's my family and hearing them yeah. say goodbye. Stuff like that. Like a, there's a market for this? Like, like, there's a market for this. <sighs> I don't want to Google it though. No. No. They get paid and this is their job. So I want to give you a rundown of one of their scams that actually worked. Okay. I don't want to give you all of them. I'll give you one. Like an example, the team goes to a house of a deceased woman named Maddie Sears. Mm -hmm. Maddie had passed away. She left her husband and daughter behind. According to her surviving husband and little Susie Sears, Maddie's spirit has left the home. Has, I'm sorry, good Lord, has not left the home. Maddie was really into sewing and had a whole like sewing room in her house. Like how we wish we had like a whole podcasting Mm -hmm. room. One Maybe day. while Brett's out of town, we can build one. Well, yeah, by tomorrow. Get your shit and get out. We're building a podcasting room. Yeah, by tomorrow because he comes back tomorrow. So Maddie was into sewing, had a whole room, and they used that as a place to kind of go to. So the husband, Mr. Sears, directs Angela, go to this area of the house. This is where you will encounter her mm-hmm. spirit. So they set up the whole thing. Jackson and Beth in the living room with a TV watching. Elliot, the cameraman, following Angela through the house into the sewing room. Their deal is that when turned from the camera, like it has to be at the perfect moment, either Elliot or Angela would wear their Walkman and push play on the recording to where you can't see it in the camera yeah. feed. And it's always a muffled, like a muffled sound behind So you can't make out who the voice is mm-hmm. saying whatever they had it set up to say. In the case of Mrs. Sears, the situation was like, Angela asked her, leave this home, go on. Your family wants you to be happy. But you could hear a female voice whispering, goodbye. Oh. Right? So it leaves the husband and the daughter feeling like Mm -hmm. she's gone. So it's really kind of messed up. So Mr. Sears, watching the live feed in the living room, would fully believe it, and they get paid, they move on, they do the next scam. While these innocent families who are grieving the loss of a loved one are feeling like, like, you get it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's really sad. Are you going to tell me how they got, how they figured out it was a scam? Well, we're going to keep going. Okay. Okay. And it's, they just took advantage of suffering people. Mm-hmm. To continue, it was around this time that Angela, she did herself kind of start to lose it, if you will, internally. I gave you background about Angela and she's currently at uni studying psychology. <laughs> currently. No, I'm laughing because I love how the word uni for university. <laughs> oh, you said uni. So she's at a universe? She's currently at uni. That's what they say in Europe for oh, university. They do they really? Yes, they do. And it's so cute. Like they say sunnies for sunglasses. Is that still a thing? Am I behind? <clears throat> okay. And it's evident that she isn't doing well at school around this time. She currently has a full-time scamming job. Jackson is older than her and is in debt with loan sharks. Oh, okay. He's running the scam, so I could see why he would want to be the one to keep it going. Angela, at first, is really into the scam, but over time, she starts to feel bad for what they're doing, and she's the one who wants to pull out. Mm-hmm. How do you think Jackson reacts to oh, this? Oh, does not. Probably shoots her in the face. Yeah, well, he doesn't shoot his sister in the face, but 
He is the ringleader and he kind of convinces them and forces them to keep going. They make their money. They party together. They live together. They scam together over and over again. This is them. Now, the title of our show is Live, Laugh, Murder. So something sinister is going to happen. Mm -hmm. The team eventually is led to a house with things that they were not expecting. It is claimed that they agree to go to a home that has had a horrible tragedy. Not just like a mother passing away from an illness like Maddie Sears, like Mm -hmm. an extreme tragedy. As soon as they arrive at this home, they swear that it is haunted AF. No scam, no fake news. They forever say this one was real. Here's the story as I gave you at the top of our show of the for the other haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Here's the tragic history. It's a beautiful three-story home, enormous, and it was housing three young girls all under 12, orphans, that oh. were being watched okay. by, or being taken care of, I'm sorry. Their guardian, Mrs. Green, found one day that the girls had all been murdered. Trigger warning. They were found in a circle, in the yard, propped up facing each other, and dead. Oh. It's disgusting. And who did the murders? Her son, Harmond. Harmond? Yeah, her adult son, Harmon Green. Mrs. Green, her son, Harmon Green. So this is the history. This is the tragic deaths in the home. This is what brings the team, Angela Jackson, them Mm. to the house to scam her because they never believe that it's true they're always like like word get around like oh my wife is still here in the sewing room or i thought that too or is it that it was the comfort the family needed to believe their family member had moved on and maybe maybe they got the spirit out maybe the spirit was never really there maybe they felt it and it they needed that comfort maybe that's my kind of theory i like it on it anyway Mrs. Green reports that at first it started as her hearing giggling noises through the house. Then eventually she reports that it turned into angry taunting sounds from the girls. I told you our story takes place, if you remember, in 1986. The girls were murdered 15 years prior in 1971. So for 15 years, Mrs. Green has been dealing with this haunt. Oh, okay. Okay, and finally decides to get ghost hunters. And she contacts... These grifters, if you will. She just wants a quiet house without all the noise. That's what she says. I just want a quiet house. Well, here we go. They go into the home. They set up. They do the whole introduction, everything. Jackson and Beth sit with Mrs. Green in her sitting room because Mm -hmm. she's rich. So she has a sitting Sitting room, room. not a living room. Right? When you're fancy, you have a sitting room. I don't know what it's called. Meanwhile, Elliot, cameraman, starts walking through the house with Angela. The hope is that they will play their pre-recorded Walkman sounds so Mrs. Green can hear the little girl's voices and believe they've Mm -hmm. moved on. Because they do like phone interviews in advance, so they have all the info. Some background knowledge. Yeah. Almost immediately, they realize kind of little by little that things aren't right. Angela's the one who came forward to say that it was off from the beginning. When her and Elliot start walking through the home, Angela swears beyond belief that she sees an image of a little girl in the house walking away from Mm. her. I mean, the Lemp Mansion was reported to have apparition, people seeing apparitions, mm-hmm. people standing there. Like someone being right next to you and you turn around, you're like, yeah. oh, where'd that person go? Yeah. You know? Scary. So she, it is scary. So is it true that her and that she saw a little girl walking away? Is she still making it up for a further scam? Either way. So Angela and Elliot walk into an area of the house that wasn't previously agreed on. Because in a big mansion, you have wings of Mm -hmm. a home. And Mrs. Green had kind of told them where to go, where to look. Just like in the Sears house, they said, go to the sewing room. This is where I see the spirits. Angela swears that she was following the little girl. And that's what took her through this area of the house. And it's on tape. Because it was all recorded. um, Because they're filming. Angela does walk through. Mrs. Green gets uncomfortable with it because she's watching. The freaky thing is, when her and Elliot go down this strange path, Following a quote-unquote little girl, Elliot falls through the floorboards into the basement of the home. Was that why Mrs. Green was watching with with Jackson in the living room? Like, why are they going that way? Because she knew that that area of the house was in disrepair. Hmm. Her life hasn't been so great since all of the, since the massacre. She lost a lot of money. She lost a lot of workers. Whatever. It's an old-ass house. Fall in disrepair. 
So before I give you any more details and before I reveal if the story is a movie plot or or if it's, uh, you know, claims of a real life haunting, I want to tell you what this team, Jackson, Angela, Elliot, Beth, says that they encountered. I told you earlier, Mrs. Green, and what she encountered, the giggling and then the angry noises, but not them. They say that they all saw little girls in the house. They were in old timey dresses. They old all, time. yeah, I know, 15 years prior, they claim that they all heard music being played. They felt as if they were being pulled by something into certain locations of the home. And the freakiest thing of all, they claim that when they saw the girls, well, really, Angela is the one who really says this, that their mouths were sewn shut. Oh, I don't believe that. I think it's sewn shut. Sewn with thread and needle shut. I had a question and I completely forgot I'm it. I'm glad. No, I'm kidding. Because I had, I had something. You got to cross your fingers. Why? When you have a question and you want to say something, but you're waiting. If you cross your fingers, it helps you remember. Oh, well, that's too late. Now that. you know for the future. Oh, what? wait. Why did the son kill these girls? What was his motive? Yes. Because he was a sick motherfucker. Oh, and then whatever happened to him? What do you think happened to him? Well, so I'm going to tell you what happened to him. Oh. Actually, I do know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you after this a message from our sponsors. <laughs> NyQuil for- and Emergency for Joanna. No, I'm oh. kidding. Based on all this, the details, movie plot or true crime? Sounds good. Like, okay. Mm. If it's real, I'm going to be real upset because what, what are you doing? I'm bringing oh, if it's real, I'm going to be real upset because I feel like I'm going to go with, I guess, going to guess a movie. Okay. You're guessing a movie? You're so cute. Joanna is crossing her fingers and screeching her fingers. all the time. It's a movie. Molly. <laughs> Yay. Yay! High five! I gotta smack you in the face every time you get it right. Oh, that's so great! Oh my gosh, my feet are sweating. Your feet? Because I was like, okay, it's a movie. I know. I'm. We get. Why do we get so hot when we record? Like we start both every time. You think it's the wine? Yeah. All right. This is the movie titled Malevolent, made put out in 2018. Malevolent. I watched it on Netflix. The writer is... Oh, sorry, I'm Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of you. No, no, no. Yeah, you I have Disney... Or not Disney Plus. I have HBO Max because of you. Yes, you do. I feel like I'm getting a little something. You want, you don't mind me, you want my Phoebe movie? No, it's not that. It's that I'm that person that whatever's wrong with you is suddenly wrong with me. Like, you could tell me that you have an earache, and then an hour later, I feel like I have an earache. I, like when the woman's pregnant, the husband's like, I have Sympathy themes. All right. Malevolent. 2018. I watched it on Netflix. The writer is Ben Katai. Well, the writers, Ben Katai and Eva Constantopoulos. And it is based on the novel titled Hush by Eva Constantopoulos. Constantopoulos. The director is Olaf DeFlore Johansson. I'm going to give... <laughs> I love you. Um, I like warm hugs. I'm going to give you the IMDb rating, and then I'll give you my rating at the end. I love your... Because your rating is the exact same. I... You have me... You have, like, gave me a complex. Now I think about it. Because you're like, six out of ten. But I give it three out of five. <laughs> Literally the same. No, seven <laughs> out of ten would be... Oh, you're right. Whatever. It's just shut up. So throughout, I'm gonna, here we go. Rest of the movie, rest of the movie, and then rating time. Okay. 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 Throughout the movie, Angela starts having nosebleeds, which when she gets close to like having encounters. And it's very like 11 from Stranger Things. So just suck a dick. I feel like you're copying Stranger Things. Because every time 11 has like an experience, oh, yeah. her nose bleeds. Like 11, you're my girl. I love you. Angela was pretty rad, though, from this movie, so whatever. Who played her? Like, do we know any of the No, people? I didn't know any of the actors mm-hmm. or actresses. So there's a scene when she visits her college professor, the one I told you about before where she's not doing well in school. At the uni? At the uni. No, at uni. Not at the uni, uni. At uni. And she thinks that she sees a man in the rooms, and she suddenly gets a bloody nose, like a ghost man, and her nose starts bleeding. So do you think, like, this is, like, karma? Because she's tried to do? Like, she Well, it? if you think about it, her mom claimed to see... Ghosts oh yeah, and, yeah, right, okay. right, right. Okay. And her mom was put in a psychiatric hospital. Okay, so so do you think they like tried it out? Like, let's see if we can do this. Like, how did they get like into they, it? But do you think that they got the idea for it from what their mom went through? I don't know. And being raised movie. by that, I didn't see the movie. But based on what I told you, yes. I mean, there's not much more to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're still here, I apologize. Is there a werewolf? 
You're getting the many voices of uh, Laryngitis uh, Joanna. The many voices of Joanna. <laughs> Joanna in the whorehouse. <laughs> okay, go. The horror house. Horror. horror. The horror. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick up where I left off with Elliot falling through the floorboards with him and Angela. Please do. This is the point in the story where I'm going to tell our lovely listeners I'm about to give the spoilers for the rest of the movie. Well, that's good because I like spoilers. You do, right? I am. So if you are someone who doesn't like to know the ending, this is Malevolent, Netflix, go watch it, and then come back and listen to us later. Pause and go. Or listen to us anyway and then whatever. Live your life. Here we go. Elliot fell through the floorboards and Jackson was in the living room washing the live feet. So him and Mrs. Green and Beth watched all this happen. So he goes to help while Beth stays with Mrs. Green, who honestly is starting to catch on to their bullshit because she's not dumb. Mrs. Green is an old bird. She -hmm. knows some stuff. While Jackson is going to help Elliot, he even starts himself to hear things. Elliot says his ankle really hurts and he cannot get up. He has fallen through an entire floor, Mm -hmm. fallen through floorboards, and his ankle is broken. He says that he'll need to go to the hospital. He's like, call the hospital. Wait, that's a terrible accent. Call (laughs) Whatever. Jackson says, Jackson is like, no, like, fuck that. Let's keep going. Let's finish the job. We'll call, if we call the ambulance, we're screwed and this gig is up. Like, Mm -hmm. we need this money. This is a big house. Mrs. Green has some money. Jackson, you suck. They get a ladder, they get a rope, and Elliot's ankle is clearly broken. Mm -hmm. Now, the room that they fell into, not just a basement, it's like a creepy cellar. There are creepy dolls and peeling wallpaper and they see scratches on the walls with the word help. The son. The do- the girls. Oh. Oh. Wait, they were- Okay. And Angela Go. realizes the girls were kept down there by, who do you think? Green. Mrs. Mrs. Green. Mrs. Green. They peel, they start like peeling away the wallpaper and they see more scratches on walls and just the word help like scratched into the walls. Angela says that Tammy, which is one of the girls- Wanted them to find this. Tammy was the one that she followed. So she's like, Tammy wanted us to find this. She wanted us to know who was doing this to them. Who hurt them. Yeah. Okay. Angela says that she saw the girls and their mouths were all sewn up. Jackson downplays it all. Because he has, remember, he's just found Elliot. He found her. He's helping them out. He's downplaying it because he wants the cash. But Angela says it isn't a coincidence that they're here. And Elliot, he doesn't even like have visions. But he's like... Let's get out of here. Like, we're done. Like, wrap it up. We need to go. Like, we're done. And Jackson is the one who's wants to keep going. Put him in the basement. Put Jackson in the basement. They pull Elliot out with his broken ankle, and Jackson wants to finish. But Angela, she says, fuck you. Fuck the scamming shit. And she tells him, quit the fucking drugs. We're getting out of here. Drugs? Because, yeah, throughout the movie, he's pill popping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They argue, and she says, maybe mom wasn't crazy. Maybe this is all true. They start hearing whispering and slamming doors throughout the house. So Jackson, he is starting to turn. He's made it back to Mrs. Green at this point. He has seen the cellar. He has seen his sister's reaction. And Mrs. Green is not happy when he gets to her. Well, no, she's put them in a cellar. Well, Mrs. Green doesn't know that they have. She didn't see all the live feed because the camera had fallen too. So she doesn't see and hear everything that happened when they were down there. So when Jackson goes back to her, Mrs. Green calls him out. Like, she calls him out on his bullshit. She's like, you're making, like, you're not here for the real thing. Mm -hmm. I need real people. He says it's all real. And he's like, we can't control the unseen. And Mrs. Green starts talking about the girl saying she wanted to give them a happy future but they just wouldn't listen to her. Mm. She said that her son was such a sweet boy, but the girls were little monsters. Mm. Say it in your voice, Joanna. Little monsters. Little monsters. Oh, there you go. Jackson, that's all he needed. He's like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. He takes that as his cue, and he goes in his walkie-talkie. He says, Beth, pack up. We're getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're done. Wrap this shit up. Let's go. It is now realized that the true culprit is... Mrs. Green. Mrs. Green. She tortured the little girls, which is horrific. And thankfully in the movie, they don't actually show. No. You see the girls with their like sewing on the mouth, which is already tough. But you don't see the act. Well, you don't see the act on the girls. So Mm, let me keep going. She herself sewed their mouth shut because they wouldn't listen. Listen. And she pinned it on her son, Herman. So she killed him. So who is in fact... 
Herman is still alive and living in the home as her torture assistant. Joanna has her mouth dropped. <laughs> torture assistant? Torture assistant. Because he, in the movie, is quiet, awkward, quirky. To sum this all up, the team gets in the car and tries to drive off, right? They're like, we're out. We're out. Peace out. While Elliot is driving. I'm sorry. While Jackson is driving, he sees a little girl in the road, but he knows it's a ghost. Yes. So he rams the child, no. the ghost child. It is a ghost, though. He okay. rams the child, which cracks the windshield and sends the car into a spiral, crashing into a tree. What? This, I'm sorry. That's a ghost. This kills Beth, who I failed to mention has been attacked and has had her mouth sewn shut earlier. In the oh, movie. but how did she get her mouth sewn she shut? Was, she was attacked and they found her, took her in the car. This is, it's, I'm summing it up a by lot. The, by the, yeah, by the yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, the, by the Mrs. Son. Green. Mrs. Green. She? In the interim, from Jackson saying, let's get out of here in his walkie-talkie, to them getting in the car, some, a bunch of stuff happened. And Beth had been had vanished and was captured by Mrs. Green. We don't know what happened, but we know that when Jackson finds Beth to leave, her mouth is sewn shut. And he's like, what the fuck? Whoa. Okay. Does that help a little bit? I guess. Okay. Herman begins, so they got in the car crash. Beth dies in the car crash. She gone. She got ejected from the vehicle because they, like, fucking rammed into Mm -hmm. a tree. like From the ghost. Because of the ghost girl, yeah. She caused them to, like, a horrible crash. They're, like, unconscious. Like, it's bad. Herman is there in the woods, and he begins retrieving the remaining people, starting with Jackson. So Jackson gets taken back to, like, a – maybe it's the basement basement of the home. It's a very – innocuous place in the house it's run down it's disgusting he gets strapped and tied to a chair he gets a, a leather strap tied around his forehead he gets his mouth sewn shut by mrs green and he gets a nail hammered into the side of his head not just a nail like a steel driver okay, rail, maybe i'm not watching like this. a like a railroad driving nail why into the side of his head you know i think it was it wasn't Ted Bundy. I think it was Dahmer that would drill into heads, into like the sides of the skull. It, you can stay conscious and stay alive, but you're like dumbified. Well, why did she do this? Because she's fucking crazy. She's psycho. But it like, I like, it just like makes you, I think of an old video game where you're just like tottering back and forth. Like you can walk, your eyes are open, but you don't know what's going on. Mm. You're done, you know? So she does this to him. All while listening to a jaunty tune, I might say, Mm. on the record player. Mrs. Green says, while she's doing this to Jackson, that her mother used to use the belt on her and that her mother burned her private parts. Ew. And she said that her mother showed no mercy, so she can't show mercy either. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it either. To sum up our ending, Angela, in search of her brother, gets attacked as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. While the sewing of her mouth is taking place because she's now strapped down. She sees the three little ghost girls standing in front of her. So she's currently being tortured. Her brother is next to her in another chair, strapped, unconscious, mutilated. She's looking. This torture is happening to her and she looks in front of her and there are the three girls standing her. And she starts begging them for help because she still has like half of her mouth where she can kind of talk. Help, help, help. This is why you brought me here. Help. And in a truly gruesome scene, they break the thread of their mouths and begin screaming, the three girls, an ear-splitting scream that Mrs. Green can't see them, but she can hear it. And it is, it physically hurts Mrs. Green to where she falls to the floor, which gives Angela and now Elliot, who is there trying to help, the opportunity to kill Mrs. Green and her son. They are now dead. Breathe. Jackson, wait, wait, Elliot's the camera now with a broken leg. Yeah, so Elliot helped to save the day with Angela. Angela then leaves and walks through the grass, all bloody. She's heavily walking. She goes toward the road, and she sees a man walking. And she calls out, Jackson, Jackson. When he turns around, he looks at her, and he's like, hey, hey, Angela, where's Beth? Have you seen Beth? And it's her brother. And she realizes it's his ghost and that he's dead. She cries, falls to the ground. In the end, at the hospital, Angela and Elliot have survived. 
And the movie started with a quote, but I'm going to end you with a quote from the movie because I think it's pretty damn cool. None of the dead come back, but some stay. Okay. Holy cow. I see. I was going to watch it until the end. I don't like the people getting hurt. The ending is, it's only, okay. The movie's only an hour and a half. Okay. And the torturous part is not long. It's very quick. Don't watch it at night. If you want to watch it, watch it in the day. For you, Joanna. Our listeners, watch it whenever the fuck you want. I love you. You guys are rad. All right. IMDb rating, not very good. (laughs) Okay. They gave it a 4.8 out of 10. (laughs) Not very good. My rating, 3 out of 5. I kind of wit- I kind of wanted more background. Agreed. I need it all. Joanna, I'm proud of you for sticking it through this recording session. <sighs> yeah. You did great. Thank you. I love you. This movie's probably not for you. Not for me. I'm just going to stick with my Shit's Creek. Should stick with Shit's Creek. For our listeners, I think you guys would I mean, let me know. I I liked it. I liked most of it. I just wanted more background. 3 out of 5, middle of the road. Let us know what you thought if you check it out, please. I love your feedback you cussed 20 times 20 yeah you cut really cut brought it home and towards the end i didn't think you were i thought you were not gonna hit 10 and then you were like f f f f and i was like dang girl dang girl that's i had to make up for your lack of conversation so i had to put in fillers sorry (laughs) no you're good you know where you can find us well joanna i'm not gonna make you say it i'll say it for you gmail us your listener tales recommendations, anything you want to say, or if you just want to say what up at live, laugh, murder pod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at live, laugh, murder podcast on Instagram. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash live, laugh, murder podcast. And if you join our Patreon, you will receive a lovely sticker from us in the mail for free because we love you. And it's just a thank you. Sealed with a kiss. Sealed with a... Not mine. Well... Sealed with, <laughs> sealed with something. Okay, maybe lo- a kiss from Lola. <laughs> if you know, you know we love Lola. She's a dog. Don't get excited. Um, yeah, patrons, patrons, whatever you're called. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. And if you are a Patreon member, you will receive this episode ad free and in advance, early release. Early release. On that note, we love you guys, and remember to live, laugh, and Never murder. Never murder. Bye. Bye. Love you, mean it. I think I pressed record I too soon. Feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Lord.